There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Afternoon. Good afternoon. I just said that so you could get off your phone. I didn't realise we were recording yet. I was waiting for you to set up the podcast. We're back. Happy 2023, guys. We are back for another big year. A huge year. Yes, a massive year. And we are, well, firstly, how was your holidays? (laughs) You were with me. Most of it. (laughs) Yeah, I was. We went to Queensland. It was so nice. It was actually really refreshing and most people that follow us know that we like we actively took a break. Yeah, I um I don't I actually was ready to come home. I deleted social media for 24 hours, which was heaven. And then we read full books, we swam, we yeah, it was great. We spoke about our years, spoke about our goals wrote down our goals. I actually did my goals before we went away. I did it like just before New Year's. I bought a new journal, wrote down my goals. And I feel like it was last year that I did it. But for this year, I feel like I was quite specific with a lot of things where um, in the past, I usually do a lot of like vision boards and stuff and just write my goals down, but not as specific. So I did it in a different way this year. And today's guest actually gave us a very, very very good idea for a future episode on goals. Yeah, she did. And mm. I think I think we might do that next up. Um, just a little – I think if you talk about your goals out loud, one, more likely to happen. Yeah, but one, it's also bloody scary. Oh, 100%. There's probably some things just for me personally I probably won't say out loud. Like I don't tell – like I probably wouldn't tell you either. Just like little things that I want to keep to myself. But other goals I'm like – Great. And you know what? By listening to a podcast, you got, might trigger something in someone's brain and they'd be like, oh, that's mm. actually maybe a goal of mine. Mm. I know sometimes I read people's goals and I'm like, oh, shit, that's a good goal. I'm going to use that. Yeah. So it's also nice, but I think that'd be a really great episode. I agree. Yeah. So thank you, Morgan, who is today's guest. Yes. So we just had Morgs in. So Morgan Riddle from the United States of America. Um, we were lucky enough to just our our paths aligned last year. And it's so funny. I was talking to Sarah about this a little while ago. I'm like, it's so funny how people just come into your life and they align. Mm-hmm. That is Morgan. So um, we love Morgan. We do love Morgan. So she came on today and Sarah, just want to give like a little brief rundown of what the podcast episode is about. Uh, we chat about a lot about mental health. Mm-hmm. Morgs is, and I say it in the intro, I didn't mean to hype her up, but I 100% will be her hype girl mm-hmm. because she is one of the most honest and down-to-earth down to earth influences that I follow but also gives value back to people who are connected with her, yeah. like she, the goals thing. Exactly. Oh. There's I've learned been, so much from Morgan yeah. on goals, goal setting, holding yourself accountable, things you can actually do. I was like, 
oh my God, I, I never knew that. Yeah. And there's been a lot of things over the last year when I followed her on social media and she speaks about it today on the episode I've taken from her. Mm. So um, I was like, I know we we're both super excited to have her on. It was a really, really great episode. We did have a few technical issues. It is our first podcast back for 2023. Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah. That made me feel a lot better uh, because we did have a few technical issues at the start of recording and then midway through it stopped recording, but we have an amazing editor. Hi, Matt. Um, who helped us out and we really appreciate you. So it's a really great episode and we hope you guys enjoy it. It is a great episode. We do cover mental health. We cover content creation. So Morgan is a content creator and I really love the story behind how she fell into into it. it. And uh, she'll say this in the podcast and I have spoken to her briefly about this. She's never been happier. And I think halfway through I say that is a perfect grade of advice, but um, when you're stuck in a situation and you're not happy, do something about it. (laughs) <laughs> also, if you want more of Morgs, go watch her YouTube or go watch the new Netflix series, Breakpoint. Yes, 100%. So we hope you guys like and enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and pass on to all your friends. I love you. Have a beautiful day. Ciao. Morgan. Hi. So, <laughs> hello. I, I went to say Morgs, but then I'm like, you, sit, you tell me the other day. I, I know. Say, I say Morgs oh, very yeah. funny. <laughs> feels weird hearing you say more. It doesn't. Yeah. That's, that's why I laugh. Well, welcome to Curious Conversations. Thank you for having me. We're very so excited. excited. I've been wanting to sit down with you for a long time because I feel like every month I send you a life update. You do. And I think since last year that I've got to know you that you're one of the most emotionally aware people I know. 100%. You Thank are. you. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think I just feel like I always have such beautiful conversations with you. I always learn something. You're very curious and that's one of the things I really love about you. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry. <laughs> that was really sweet. <laughs> Cue the emotional awareness right here. I'm so glad you brought that in because I think you've summed that up perfectly. Now, we've known you for a year, but I just want you to give a little bit of an intro into who Morgan is mm-hmm. and um, just a little insight in so the listeners can kind of get a better understanding of who you are and what you do. Okay, starting, I guess, from the beginning. So I grew up in Minnesota, which is middle of America, right near Canada. I lived there till I was 18, went to college in New York City, which had been my dream since I was 13 years old, probably. I majored in English, so I studied Shakespeare and stuff. And that was mostly because I just had no idea exactly what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. And my dad told me that if you are an English major, that will tell people that you're smart and you can write well. And that really helps in any career that you want to go into. So I did that. And my focus in college was actually more so like internships as opposed to really being a star student in my classes. Just I wanted to get the life experience of New York and the city. And I think making that choice starting the first semester of my freshman year really made my college experience very different from most people's. Mm -hmm. And I learned a ton. I got to know so many people in the city, just had the best college experience there. And then after graduation, I was the media director for an apparel company that gave 50% 50% of profit to fighting pediatric cancer. Oh, amazing. And got really interested in like nonprofit work and companies that gave back. So that kind of transitioned into a contributor position. So I would go on NBC New York, NBC Boston, NBC Chicago Today, and talk about companies that give back and have a mission behind them. So my first years of my career were really working in the nonprofit space. 
And then about a year ago, exactly, I started doing social media full-time. It was this week, a year ago. Crazy. Yeah. How does someone jump into social media full-time? I think the best way to go about it is unintentionally. There's so many people. I mean, if I think I read an article the other day that was saying how most 10-year-olds, if you ask them what their dream job now is, it's to be a YouTuber and influencer. It's kind of a new, like, dream job, especially in America. And so, so many people want to do it at such a saturated space that I think the most kind of organic way to do it is to fall into it, which is what happened to me. I had... I think right when I met you guys, I was still working that corporate job. Mm -hmm. I wasn't super happy with it. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And the day that I sent in my resignation, I posted my first get ready with me TikTok where I was just getting dressed for a tennis match. And that blew up overnight. I think it got 1.2 million views overnight. And... And then I've been doing that ever Hasn't since. Yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. So now you've got Instagram, TikTok, and you've just recently launched your YouTube. Just started YouTube like three weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. So if someone comes up to you and asks you, Morgan, what do you do? What would you say? <laughs> you know what? One of the reasons I wanted to start YouTube <laughs> is because before when I was working in corporate, I was able to say, oh, I'm the media director for this gaming mm-hmm. company. That's cool. Okay. Especially, yeah. you know, I, I know how I look. I know people's assumptions of me being able to do that. They always kind of had this, this sigh of relief that mm-hmm. was like, oh, like she's normal. Yeah. To then transition to the reaction I get from people now when I say, oh, I'm a TikToker or I'm an influencer. Yeah. You know, you get kind of like a a down look from mm-hmm. people, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, that's cool. I feel like you saying YouTuber is a little bit better, just yeah. like a little bit better. So that's one of the reasons I was kind of excited to start. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, started YouTube. Love it. Love video editing. I've been video editing for like 10 years. So it's yeah. just coming super naturally. And it's really fun to share more of kind of a genuine look inside my life. TikTok, Instagram, you can only get little glimpses of people. But I think YouTube is a lot more personal. Yeah. I could say we've both watched, Sarah and I have both watched your YouTube and you're amazing at editing and you. you are exactly like who you are on YouTube to what you are as we know you. So mm. I love that. You're very authentic. But I want to go back a little bit on to like you mentioned before you did a get ready with me for tennis and stuff. So why, how we met you, you were traveling in Melbourne. So you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So I've been with my boyfriend for a little over two and a half years and he's a professional tennis Mm -hmm, player. mm -hmm. So the reason I come to Australia for the first month of every year, we come for the Aussie swing of the (laughs) tennis tour and Australian open, which is so fun. This is just my favorite place to come, but yeah, we travel about 40 weeks a year. Wow. Full time. Um, we spend about five to six months a year in Europe. Uh-huh. And then obviously there's some tournaments in the US and then yeah. Australia and random places. So how often do you get to spend time alone by yourself and see your family? I go home, I would say every five to six months. Okay. And then my mom will come to tournaments Cute. sometimes. So I get to see her. She'll come out to LA when we're home. I, what was your other question? Um, what was my other question? Alone time. Yeah, alone time. Alone time. I spend so much time by myself. Okay. Yeah. Also, depending where I am, if I'm places like Melbourne or Sydney where I have friends, yeah. I'll spend as much time with yeah. you guys as possible, yeah. obviously. Like, we hang out every day. But 
when I'm in Europe, for example, I don't really know people in a lot of the cities. I'm just, I'm by myself 24 yeah. seven all the time. Yeah. And that's when your hot girl walks come in. You said Australia is your favorite place. Yeah. Why? Oh, you know, when we're traveling a lot, obviously I get really homesick and yeah. I love Europe, but it really is so different from mm, the U.S. It's isolating too. Yeah. The food, the language, mm. the people is really different. So if I'm spending more than a couple weeks there, I just start to get really homesick. It, yeah. it does feel so unfamiliar, even though we've spent so much time there. Australia is so similar. Yeah. I have my exact same workout classes I go mm. to. The food is the same. Everyone speaks English. You know, it it just feels so familiar that I can spend a good chunk of time here yeah. and I don't feel really homesick. Yeah. And everyone here is so healthy and hot. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like, it's, it's just a good place. There's good vibes yeah. here. And we all, also always come right at the beginning of summer here where everyone's just in a good in mood. such a good mood and so excited yeah. about the tennis. And I wonder if Morgan came here in winter, she'd think the same. It's pretty miserable. It's really miserable. Yeah. Like in yeah. Melbourne, it's like, don't get me wrong, like there's so many fun things in winter. Like yeah. we've got amazing food, amazing coffee. There's like sporting events and stuff, but it's very different to summer. Mm. I feel like you need to come here one winter just to experience it. <laughs> just to be, just to confirm. Yeah, just to okay, confirm. This is only it's good in summer. Really cool. <laughs> so you've been traveling full time with Taylor on the tennis circuit for how long now? Uh, about two and a half years. How was it during COVID? terrible. Was Mm. it? Yeah, it was really rough. So the tennis tour started again in September of 2020. But when it started, there was these things called bubble tournaments. So most tournaments for the next year were bubble tournaments, which meant that you were in a bubble. You could only go to the hotel and the tennis tournament site. You could not see anyone outside (gasps) the tennis tour. And you can even go on walks outside. No yeah, way. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, looking back, I don't know why I chose to go to those <laughs> tournaments. I think the whole world was locked down. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, either I go and I sit in my I'm apartment in LA or I go and I sit in a hotel room in Paris. Like, yeah. I would have chosen I might as well. Paris. Paris. Yeah. I'll yeah. go to yeah. some matches. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I would have chosen Paris too. It was tough. Um, so obviously you just, you did the COVID thing as well. I want to just talk about because I'm putting myself in that situation. I hate being homesick and I really don't like being lonely and I like spending time by myself. But mentally, how do you prepare for a trip to Europe when you know that's kind of what the trip's going to look like? The bubble tournaments? I reckon two questions. I think the bubble tournaments first and then just a Europe tournament in general. Knowing it's not your favourite place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the bubble tournaments was at a time where I really hadn't quite figured out how to take care of myself. Um, So I didn't have the processes Uh in place that I now have to make sure that I'm not miserable. It was a really hard year. And I know it was a hard year for everyone. It just sucked for Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, So even though I was in all these cool cities and traveling the world, I was – I was pretty miserable um, and definitely did not take care of myself physically or emotionally in the way that I think I've really learned how to in the last year. Now, I mean, I've got a couple of things. One, the hot girl walks, obviously outdoor walk every single day, usually first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to uh, the Huberman Lab podcast, which I I really love. It's very scientific. He just does these deep dives into Mm -hmm. different topics. And he did one where he mentioned that sunlight first thing in the morning can really spark like dopamine. Like, oh, give me all that. I need all the dopamine I can get. So first thing in the morning, my alarm goes off and I usually slip on my shoes and go on a walk in my pajamas. 
first, like, before I do anything else, mm-hmm. before I check my phone. In your PJs. In my PJs. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'll throw on, like, a sweatshirt if I'm, you know, yeah. in underwear or something. But yeah. first thing in the morning, get outside, usually go and grab my coffee. And, yeah, yeah that's helped a lot. Just, Just kind like, of set a, up your day. Yeah, because yeah. I – especially during the pandemic and stuff, I always found myself waking up with so much anxiety and I would get up and I'd lay in bed and I wouldn't really know what to do because I'm not jumping out of bed and getting ready and going to an office anymore. Mm. I'm getting up and I'm like, well, work from home and Mm -hmm. I have this. And, but a lot of times I would just kind of lay in bed for 20 minutes on my phone. And that's just the worst way to start the day. 100%. Over the last year, your social media and profile has grown like astronomically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with this external pressure? Is it a pressure? Uh, pressure for what? Uh, <laughs> People always have opinions. Yeah, like uh, that's it. Uh, opinions and as- assumptions yeah. of you. Like the more people that follow, the more people that know you, you've ob- there's a lot more noise around you. Yeah. It's been weird. Um, every time that I have a TikTok that starts getting – a little bit of traction or starts going viral, hate's going to happen mm-hmm. no matter what. And I have a hard time with the TikTok platform. I really don't post very often compared to other creators, which is not great for my career, but is awesome for my mental health yeah. because that platform is so toxic and people are so nasty and so mean. That being said, I think I get a lot less hate than other creators do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I For every a hundred positive comments, I'll maybe have one negative one. Mm -hmm. And all the negative things that I really see about myself are just about the way that I look or that I look fake or the tennis community is ruthless, Mm -hmm. just mean. So people on Twitter who saw a clip of me for three seconds at a match will, you know, take to the keyboard and write all their Mm -hmm. assumptions about me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to start YouTube because I think I can really show who I am on there. And if people watch, you know, the three videos that I have up and still hate me, that's fine. Like if you want to form your opinion, you're going to have your opinion on me once you know a little bit about who Mm -hmm. I am or a lot about who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But for people to hate and be really nasty online after seeing such a small part of who I am, that's just, it's frustrating more than anything. You know, you want to like, justify yourself and be Mm. like, no, I'm like this. I'm like this. I'm not really like that. You can't do that because it'll just make things worse, you know? And that's one thing I admire about you is that you don't let anything like that get to you. Yeah. Like, geez, you got thick skin. It's a good quality to have. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I've always been pretty resilient, but it's, it's still hard. And again, the amount that I get is very, very small compared to other creators and hopefully it'll stay that way forever, but you never know. Yeah. So we've spoken a lot about YouTube and TikTok. I want to go to Instagram for a little mm-hmm. bit because I really enjoy your content on Instagram, especially your stories. I think Sarah and I can relate to a lot of things you say. Um, you're very open about, and you mentioned anxiety before, you're very open about anxiety and mental health, I would say, in general. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about why you feel you can talk about that to your Instagram followers? Yeah. I think. I mean, I just think in general, it's become more common for mm-hmm. people to be open about it. Yeah. Um, I started going to therapy for the first time, I think, when I was 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. So it's something I've always 
really struggled with and not really been so open about. Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember the first time that I really started talking about it on my social media. But the first time that I did, I really realized how much people need others to be open about that, especially online where everything is like, look at me, look how great this is, look how, you know, and with my life and my lifestyle, like I, I know that I have a super privileged life. Like it's, it's a a dream life for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. And so I think that it's important for me to, you know, be transparent and be like, yes, you can live this amazing, fun, beautiful, awesome life Mm -hmm. and be really happy with it and still have issues with the meme computer in your head, you know? I call her Barbara. I have a <laughs> literally from like Barbara in my head is like this, and, that, yeah. and that's an assumption people do make. It's like all the money in the world, it all these materialistic things, mm, yeah. it can't buy you your mental health. No, no way. But there's been two, and we were discussing it the other day. Um, two things that you post probably regularly, mm-hmm. and it's a tool that I've taken away from you. It's mm-hmm. like. I don't know what you call it. It's your, if you're feeling down. The notes. The notes. It's like, oh, the ultimate guide to my unhappiness. Yes. 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 Can you explain that? Sure. So I actually saw this in a TikTok a couple years ago and I thought it was so brilliant and I wish I remembered the creator's name, but basically she made a note in her phone that she titled the ultimate guide to my unhappiness and listed out just really basic practical things Mm -hmm. of this is not good for me. So for example, mine would be Drinking alcohol mm-hmm. makes me feel really bad. Um, not going on outdoor walks. Like, just kind of like a practical list of things that if I'm doing a lot of this or if I'm not incorporating this into my life, I'm going to start feeling down. Yeah. yeah. And so if I'm having a low day, I can go back to the notes in my phone and be like, oh, well, I did have a cocktail at dinner last night and mm-hmm. I didn't go on a walk yesterday. And I think just looking at it from a very objective perspective of, okay, this is why I'm feeling down. Mm. It's, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that boost the serotonin and boost the dopamine and stress you out is super helpful just to look at it objectively. Just all these little self-care things that you know work for you. And it really is like, it's the little, little things that are easy. If you're having a busy week, it's easy to overlook those things or to not think about it, but they can make a huge difference. Whenever you post that, I I take a mental note. I'm like, oh my God, like when I'm feeling down, it's because I haven't done like mm. a workout in the morning yeah. or something and I, I get frustrated for the rest of the day. Yeah. What are your some of yours on your notes? Um, working out, mm-hmm. being indecisive. Oh, yeah, uh, true. Because that, I like that. That's that, a good one. That really um, triggers something in me and then I get frustrated with myself and then it, yeah. the next thing triggers me even more it's all because I wasn't decisive like the other day I was triggered because the night before I didn't have a plan to do a workout in the next in the next morning uh-huh. and so then I was indecisive of what I wanted to do and yeah, then unsettling yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get that I like that one um that they're the two I can think off the top of my yeah. head I know I can't think of my <laughs> yeah, others right now I was it's like a, let's get our phone out but I realized yeah. we're recording on the phone yeah. so we can't That's a decent and word. the yeah. other one was a a recent post it was just around new year's and you sat down with a friend and went yep. over goals it was yes. like you financial and I can't remember Finan- the other categories pull them out. um financial personal career health I think spiritual mm. Spiritual might have been in there. But there was only like one or two things in each of those below. Yeah. Like, so it was 
they're achievable. Yeah. Yeah. So my best friend from college, Claire and I do this quote unquote business meeting every month where we do a zoom call because she's based in New York and we go over this big list of all these different goals that we have. And we basically have a a life check-in with each other. Mm. And, you know, we'll chat about, I want to do this. Like, this is what's going well. This is what's not, what's not going, what's not, what's not going well. (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end of it, we'll each have a to-do list that we have to finish before the next time we meet. I love that. I love that. That was like Sarah was saying that she wants to be more accountable. And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing Mm -hmm. with your friends. I love that. Because especially for me, you know, working in social media, Mm -hmm. I don't have a a boss. I don't have Mm -hmm. any coworkers to keep me accountable. So I'm, you really have to learn how to be super accountable for your own life and career. So even just having a friend or a family member, having someone to check in with every couple weeks to make sure you're staying on track, I think is really helpful. I love that. I, your group of girls sound very similar. Are your girlfriends, obviously your friend Claire is, but are they all think the same as you? I would say so. I I definitely keep a tight knit group yeah. of friends, and a lot of the friends that I have now I've had forever. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend, I met him when we were I think five years old on the oh, first wow. day of kindergarten. So I I really like nurture my friendships, uh-huh. and I feel like I have good intuition about people yeah. that. If I meet someone and I click with them and I'm friends with mm-hmm. them, they're going to be my friend forever. Yeah. yeah. But if I meet someone and I don't click with them, I it's very easy for me to quickly Disconnect. weed them out yeah. of my life because I just can't. I can't deal with that. I don't have dramatic friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't have fake friends. I never fight with my friends. I I can't have that energy in my life at all. Yeah. That's a, that's. A I good just thing. don't have time for yeah, it. Yeah. That's a good – I like that. One thing I'm trying to recognize with friendships and – I'm asking you because I know how self-aware you are, is like the value, our, my values aligning with theirs and what value we bring to each other's lives. Yeah. Do you, like, am I overthinking friendships if I think like that? I think it's important to be aware of. Obviously, mm. some people are not going to be at the same place as you. Like, yeah. we're all mm. very similar, like, very hardworking, very driven and smart and quick to make decisions. Yeah. And people can be amazing, lovely people and still not quite have that, yeah, be right. able to like turn yeah. that switch on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I still keep those people in my life because as long as they're trying and they're not toxic and they're just nice people in yeah. general, you know, it is good to surround yourself mm. with people more successful than you and that sort of thing. But also just having your people, no matter what they do yeah. or mm. that sort of thing, as long as they're good people, that's what you want around yeah. you. Mm. That's true. That is very true. Very interesting. Yeah. I want to talk about, obviously, I want to talk about, because I've watched it on the weekend, the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Was <laughs> that, can you just tell us a little bit about that, how that experience was? Yeah. So they started filming us this time last year, yeah. right at the start of Australian Open. And for Taylor and I, they only really filmed us at tournaments. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge impact on our lives, the actual filming mm-hmm, process. Mm-hmm. And the show released four days ago, I yeah. think. And it's kind of been a slow burn. Like people have slowly yeah. kind of started watching it, getting introduced to it, which is nice because I think if it was a big mm-hmm. blow up overnight, I, I had a lot of anxiety about the show Did coming you? out. Yeah. yeah. Just because like, I didn't know how people were going to react to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I didn't even know how much screen time I, I had in the episode or if I was in it at all yeah. or how I was portrayed or what I said in it. So it was just kind of scary, like not yeah. having any control over something that is going online to be broadcasted to millions of people. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think it's been good. It's still, it's just, it's weird. You know, everything happened in the past year and it's it's been a, a little bit weird of an adjustment, but I'm excited. Yeah. I hope it makes tennis more popular. I was so just about then. to say, you've been given the title, um, like a wag that's trying to make tennis cool again. Wait, I yeah. actually have a quote that I, because I've talked to you before, because I did <laughs> research, even though I like know you, but Sarah, keep going and then I'm going to no, find this quote. And I'm just like, it was cool. I think you are, in a sense. Like you, We did a Tally Lou event with you yesterday mm-hmm. and the amount of girls that rocked up did they have any affiliation with tennis or do they just follow you on social media? Yeah, I think it was a mix. Some I know that there were two girls there who worked at the Australian Open. Yeah, right. So they're like, oh, maybe I'll see you this week. And definitely, you know, I get so many views on my profile from the tennis. And I yeah. think that's how, how a lot of people have started following me, obviously. So, yeah, it was, it was fun to do kind of a more girl-catered event because I don't mm. really think tennis or tennis media – caters much to female fans specifically so I want to do more of that yeah and it was really fun like that's like sometimes I struggle with doing social media because you know I used to work in the nonprofit space and like really actively helping people and being super hands-on and so sometimes doing influencer stuff in social media I'm like god am I just pushing products on people like what am I doing you know it's just it's definitely been a mental game, especially the last couple months. But then we do something like yesterday where I get a huge group of girls together to do something really positive and fun and people get to make friends. And that's, that's the good side of social media. I I think I just got found this quote. It said, I found an article and she's an influencer on a mission to make tennis cool again. Yeah. And I loved that. I was like, I'm going to write that down because it's true. And we were talking about the Netflix series a few days ago, um, about, you know, getting people into tennis and stuff and mm-hmm. seeing the part. So I really liked that. And I was like, I'm going to copy and paste that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd put kind of as a joke, I had this viral TikTok about the tennis tour where I'd made the caption um, on a mission to make tennis cool again, uh, <clears throat> not even really thinking of it. And that one caption has stuck with me uh, for the last year where it's always used and yeah. stuff, which is fine. I guess, I guess that is like the purpose of a lot of my videos. So Love I want to go back to – the, what you were just talking about, social media, mm-hmm. working for not-for-profit and having this kind of, um, I, I don't want to lay put words in your mouth, but guilt about like the capitalism. Mm. And I have so much guilt about yeah. it. Yeah, Because yeah. people would make a huge assumption that with influencers that they don't. Yeah. No, I do, especially because like I was saying to you guys the other day, the U.S. is entering a recession right mm-hmm. now. It like something that I've struggled with is like, am I really going to go online and push people to buy all of these products yeah. when people can't even afford groceries right now? Yeah. Um, that's a really hard part of influencing, to be honest. But the only way to really make money as an influencer is to push products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something that I've really struggled with. Um, I don't really know what to do or how to go about it. There's nothing online where I can like yeah. Google like – I feel guilt, guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do I? There is yeah. nothing of that. Yeah. So it's just kind of a. Internal. But you're the first influencer that I've actually heard speak openly yeah. about feeling guilty about that. Yeah. 
yeah, it's hard. I, I guess the steps that I'm taking towards trying to deal with that is I've stopped working with fast fashion brands uh-huh. completely. Um, I don't work with any fast fashion brands anymore, which I'm losing out on a lot of money from doing, but it just, I don't know. It, it didn't feel right to, yeah. I do not push products at all that I don't actually use or have previously used or mm-hmm. believe in. And I, I've never really been the type of like influencer where I'm linking stuff on my stories yeah. all day or doing hauls of things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't really do that. And I definitely don't do that anymore. So that's kind of what I've I've been doing to to deal with that, but it, it's hard. Yeah, Morgs, this is why I love you so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, my heart honestly just warms up that that, and now that people are getting this insight to you that we've mm-hmm. been privy yeah. to, that just like how much of an amazing human you are. Oh, you are amazing. Yeah, amazing. With all the mental health work that you do, have you rubbed off on Taylor in any way? With mental health stuff. Yeah, like all the. <sighs> checking in with yourself oh god I've tried I've even like sat him down the night before a match and been like okay just visualize yourself lifting the trophy (laughs) and he's like shut the fuck up like manifest this trophy (laughs) no he doesn't get it he does have a a deal with better help right now so he is also I guess in a way supporting uh you know improving your mental health Mm. movement but he's he's stubborn he doesn't quite think like that I think he does I think in a way everyone kind of does. Yeah. You know, like he he visualized. Oh, Ooh, that's okay. The light just came off my stone straight. We can keep talking, Matt. You can edit that out. He um he visualizes himself playing well in the match or visualizes himself yeah. hitting a shot a certain way. That's like law of assumption in some sort of way. Yeah. But he's never going to call it that. You yeah, know? right. I suppose like athletes have a very different, like they're probably mentally aware mm. and mentally, but in different ways. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a little bit about, you're just talking about brands and, you know, not working. Are there any dream brands that you think align with you and you would love to work with? Because I feel like we can manifest that now and put it out into the no. universe. I think some of my dream ones would be either Headspace or Calm. Love that. Which are both meditation yeah. apps that I, I use. I have both of them mm-hmm. and we'll just go back and forth because they're very different meditations. Yeah on both of them. And sometimes I'm in the mood for one or the other. Uh, Delta. I'm a Delta girly oh, all the way. We yes. only fly Delta. Absolutely love it. It's a Minneapolis-based company. I don't think they do any partnerships, but if they if do, they do one, you. maybe I'll yeah. be the first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would absolutely love that. A coffee brand. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know I get a lot of flack for this, but I do drink Starbucks all around the world. That's in Europe, I don't think I get you would be surprised like really? how much hate I get for the yeah, because I was going to Starbucks in Italy when we were in we were in Turin for like 10 days for yeah. the world tour finals. I was going to Starbucks every morning. Because where in Turin, Italy, am I gonna get an iced oatmeal latte with 100%. cinnamon sprinkles on it? <laughs> Nowhere. So you know, I like what I like. So I'd yeah. go there in the morning. So Starbucks would be a good one. Um I feel like that I feel like they're all achievable. So we can keep putting yeah. them out. Uh-huh. Send it out. Yeah. Send it out. hundred percent. Apart from brand deals, what direction are you heading this year, do you feel? My big goal for the year is YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just focusing on YouTube. I do I think I am going to partner with a company to release uh, potential jewelry. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, I love that. Yeah, oh God, I, I would love that. The mm-hmm. one, one of the biggest questions that I get on social media is like always about the jewelry that I'm wearing because I have an extensive jewelry collection. Yeah. It's just one of my favorite things to mm-hmm. accessorize with. Uh, but yeah, mostly YouTube is yeah. going to be the, the focus for what, the year. What is, and I think I asked you 
before we hit record, what's the questions that you're asked most on social media? Oh, I don't know. I get a lot of questions about travel mm-hmm. and travel tips. And like, I'm going to Paris. Where should I? Oh, do you yeah, have recommendations yeah, yeah, yeah. of where I should go. Um, and I partnered with like a travel app where I created these guides for all the cities. So now mm. I just send people the I link. Saw that, yeah, yeah, which it has made my life oh so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. much easier. I get that one a lot. Uh, I get a lot of questions about like tennis, where people will be. Like, I'm going to the U.S. Open this year. What should I wear? And I'm like, a dress oh, or, yeah, I don't know, yeah. something for the weather. Yeah. So I would say those are the most two common questions I get. And then I get a lot of questions about dealing with anxiety yeah. and mental health. I'm going to dive into anxiety and mental health, those questions a bit more. But what should people be wearing to the Australian Open? Oh, I included this in my a little chunk of this in my YouTube video. But – Anything that's like as little clothing <laughs> yeah. as possible. It's Adopt. so hot. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm wearing a little tennis skirt and sports bra because it's going to be how much Celsius? It's 30, 37, which 37 is what Celsius. Fahrenheit. For that's the, like 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, which is very, very hot. Yeah. Really tennis. hot. I, and I just don't, you know, I'm from Minnesota. It's winter nine months a year there. It gets so cold. Oh, I don't yeah. function in anything above 80 degrees Fahrenheit. We, so we did go it. shopping the other day with Morgs to try and find a portable fan. Oh my gosh, I actually, remind me, I've got one here. <laughs> I said to Morgs, <laughs> yeah. no, I need to get it out. I was sitting in a five-set match last year. Taylor was playing uh, this Spanish player named Batista Gut. Five sets, four hours, oh. blistering sun. And I was taking... I was having the people from the tournament bring me cold water bottles so I could just put them on my forehead <laughs> because I was sitting there and I was like, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. You take an ice pack or something. I've got plenty of those in the freezer. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm such a baby. He's literally out there playing a full ass match and I'm <laughs> oh like God. about to keel over Getting in the, the box right now. I'd be complaining as well. I, don't know. Not okay. I actually don't know how they play in that heat. Actually, no, no I don't either. I actually think it's almost better when you're like moving and then they have these little ice coolers that has oh. air like cold air blowing on them when they sit in the box oh do they the play they do. Do. okay like, they've got it better than us yeah, what are they? yeah. yeah. why don't, gonna try to why don't you petition for that for the box for the <laughs> yeah no honestly family and i would pay any amount of money any amount of money to get that okay so if anyone's uh. like seeing morgue struggle in the box just yeah. throw down some water yeah. or something i'm Talk. just gonna like start like Bargaining with fans, like, I'll give yes. you a 10 if you bring me an ice pack right <laughs> Just blow, like, cold air on me. I want to talk about, before Sarah gets into the anxiety part and stuff like that, I just want to talk about the Australian Open. We were talking to you a couple of days ago. You're mm-hmm. like, it's going to be so hectic this week. Can you just run us through um, one of your days this week? Oh, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow is Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to get up in the morning, get ready, film one of my get ready with me yeah. TikToks. I'm vlogging for YouTube, so I'll be vlogging the whole week, mm-hmm. the whole first week of Australian Open to post next week on right. Monday. So I'll vlog. His match is at 1 p.m., so I have to get there around 12. I'll have mm-hmm. lunch at the site. They have a player dining area. Then the match can go anywhere from an hour and a half to like four hours. Tomorrow it'll be an hour and a half. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Oh and gosh, it's going to be, yeah, tomorrow's like the hottest day of the week. So yeah. hopefully it'll go quick. And then usually after that, I'll go back to the hotel, edit, we'll do dinner tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday, I've got like a brand that I'm going with, mm-hmm. Chemist Warehouse. Yes, That Chemist I'm going Warehouse. with you guys yeah. too. So we'll be at AO all day that day. Thursday is another match day. Yeah. I have an event that morning. 
that's like a tennis clinic with mm-hmm. a brand. So it's it's busy, especially now that I do social media and every tournament has a bunch of different sponsors. Usually there's kind of a, a good selection of different brands that I can can work with for yeah. my socials. Um, and now that I have so many like tennis fans or people interested in tennis following me, it's usually kind of a good match for those brands to to work with me do you love working like now that you're talking about your week this week I was like whoa it's so different to what your week was last year yeah like you had a lot more free time it wasn't as hectic are you like super pumped for this week like it's really exciting for you it is yeah Yeah. it's really fun and I am the type of person that the busier I am the happier I am Mm -hmm. I love being overly productive I love having a book schedule I think when I was working in corporate, you know, I was busy, but I was working from home and I was just hopping on Zoom calls. And this is really fun because I'm I'm up and about and I'm yeah. filming and I'm editing and I'm going to this event and I, I'm so grateful. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a dream. It's amazing. I love it. So <laughs> different to last year. I love it. Yeah. It's I just going to get busier and When busier. I met you guys, I was so miserable last year. I really was. <laughs> what? I'm talking but about why that were you, Why were you miserable? I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just felt super lost. Like, I I posted that TikTok kind of mortified to even do it. I was like, God, what am I doing? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, the job I was with, I just wasn't super happy. And it was really stressful because the corporate job I was working was working on PST time. Mm-hmm. So I was waking up at 3, 4 a.m. Melbourne yeah. time yeah. to get up for meetings. And then I would have to go to his match and I'd have to bring my laptop because I'd have to have a hop on a call in the middle of the oh, match. Wow. Or it was It was a lot. Um, how, really. did, how did you figure out what you wanted to do? Like I said, I just fell into it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that I, I actually was very against doing social media for a long time and I, I could have started doing it full time, I think well before I did, uh-huh. but I think it was the, the pride and being able to say that I was a director at a yeah. company at you know, I was 22 years old, mm. a director of a, an apparel company that did like 40 million a year in revenue. Yeah. I, I was killing it yeah. in the business world. And that was such a huge part of my identity was being this, you know, like, oh, I, I hate yeah. the world girl boss, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. being a girl boss. And I got my New York real estate license when I was 19. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I like, I don't know. That was always just such a huge part of my identity and yeah. I, I couldn't let it go. Yeah. For the yeah. longest time, I just couldn't. Yeah. And then I didn't really have a choice anymore. So. <laughs> and you just, and so I know we were talking are. about this yesterday. You were like, I've never been happier. Yeah. And I love that. Like, that's amazing. It's like, mm. if anyone is listening and they're currently in a situation where they're getting up in the morning, they don't want to go to work and stuff, and you are having those thoughts, you're like a perfect example mm-hmm. of like, just quit the job. Yeah. <laughs> and do like, you know, take a risk because there's always something at the end of a risk. What's that saying again we are talking about yesterday? Um, over the fear and freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, over the other side of fear is freedom. freedom. Yeah. And it's so true. So I feel like if anyone is listening, that is really good advice. Like really good advice. Really good yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know what could happen. If you would have told me a year ago this is what would be going mm. on in my life right now, I would have been really confused. Really? <laughs> Well, yeah. I I think I think there's big things on the horizon for you. Yeah, I think I have a good feeling about 2023, I but I also said that about 2020. So oh. <laughs> I don't know if I should. Maybe there really was a little maybe there was a little delay. But no, like how 
I view you, your authenticity and how you come across, and I just see so you provide so much value as an influencer to people. Exactly what we was talking about before. It's like if you're posting about mental health, I don't. Did we speak about this, or is it a car no, conversation? You were to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for you to bring so, that up. So going back to our car conversation, I was saying that this year I'm trying to really focus on getting rid of brands, people I follow that don't bring any value to my life. If I'm not learning something from them or anything like that, I'm getting rid of. And that's why I love your post because I always learn something and I take it away and I'm like, I'm going to apply that in my life. Mm. And our car conversation was about other influencers and why we're culling influencers. And you said something quite profound that I I never put the two and two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to say this to put other influencers down, mm-hmm. but I think that as mental health has become more common of a, a topic and conversation, and now we have people like self-diagnosing on TikTok and, you know, that sort yeah. of vibe. A lot of times when I see other influencers talk about mental health, it's throwing up a story post that's like having a bit of an off day today. Just a reminder, we all go through it. Be kind to yourself. And that sort of thing I don't think is really like helping anyone. No, it's like, not who's that? Who's that helping, you know? And, you know, because we're, we're human. Everyone has off days. We know that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. We don't need an influencer telling us that. So when I talk about mental health, obviously it's a very sensitive subject. So when I'm talking about it on my social platforms, I really just want to bring practical tools to people, things that I've learned in therapy or things that I've read in books because I've legitimately read every self-help book (laughs) on the planet. I went overboard at one point in my life and read actually all of them. So I try to bring those tools to people and things that I've listened to podcasts. And how I have dealt with depression, anxiety my whole life is I need like homework. I need really Mm -hmm. practical tools and tips to manage it more from like a scientific perspective, I suppose. Um, So the, the ultimate guide to my unhappiness and a worry list. And if people are asking me about uh, you know, travel anxiety. Something that's helped me if I have anxiety on a plane is taking ice cubes and putting them into both your palms. So you just ask for a cup of ice and the coldness from that will help ground you. Mm-hmm. Those are the sort of things that I, if I'm talking about mental health, I want to bring practical advice to people yeah. that will actually. How did you learn that? In a did you just like self-help? Yeah, self-help. I don't even know, like podcasts, whatever. But I have a, a note in my phone that kind of has a little mini list wow. of the practical anxiety tips. I love that. And they're all like free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're all free tips. They're all something we can all incorporate into yep. our daily life or when you are feeling very overwhelmed. And it's mm-hmm. so funny. And we spoke about this the other day. It's like I suffer from anxiety and we've got a lot of friends that do. And I find it so interesting to hear each what anxiety means to them mm-hmm. and how they deal with it. When you when you feel anxiety coming up, how does that feel within your body and in your head? Like, do you get panic attacks? Like, how do you feel anxiety? Yeah, so I actually luckily haven't gotten a panic attack, panic attack since I was in high school. Yep. I used to get them really bad of like my, I think my mental health issues really started my junior year of high school because I was so stressed about college. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So actually when I was in high school, I... 
I just was not a good student. I didn't understand the value of a GPA. My GPA my freshman year was like 1.5 okay. or something, which What's I don't, I don't know. It? How, yeah, how do you guys yeah, measure that? Here measure it. It's yeah. really bad. I was getting like C's and D's oh, and not okay. because I, I was stupid or I didn't care about school. I just had no one in my life to tell me that that number was important for my future. Oh. So my junior year, I realized that it was going to be really hard for me to get into college and not only to, to get into college, but my family like couldn't afford to send yeah. me to college. So I would have to get a scholarship. Mm. Um, so that's really when all, all the stress of like, you know, growing up mm-hmm. really fell down on me and it was absolutely crippling. And so that's when I started to, to like go to therapy. And, yeah. Um, and that so yeah but sorry you go how has therapy changed you and managed your stress uh when I was in high school it was like night and day I needed it yeah the woman I had I wish I could remember her name but I was with her for like two years she was so wonderful and she was a very practical therapist so she gave me the homework and actually the first day that I went and saw her when I was a junior, um, the first thing she said was, I need you to get a gym membership and I need you to go every single day. Oh, wow. And I started to do that. And that I, so the next two years of high school, my junior and my senior year, I went to the gym at 5 a.m. every morning oh, before wow. school. Because I was so determined to like yeah. not feel like that anymore. Yeah. It was so new to me. I felt, I didn't even feel like myself yeah. in my body. Um, but going to the gym and, and taking her advice, like it wasn't even to, to, to change my body or because I felt bad about yeah. my body. It's just because that was really the one big thing that could change my, my mind. Yeah. And that stuck with me for the last eight years. It's like your morning meditation. Yeah. yeah. Like sets you up for the day. That's the same as us. Yeah. hundred like percent. we don't exercise in the morning, like it dictates. I'm not a very good yeah, person yeah. to myself. Yeah. And I hate to say this probably to others, mm. like mm-hmm. it's awful. And so I know that's like my non-negotiable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it your decision to go to therapy or did your mom have any influence into the therapy? Yeah. I think my, so young. my, I think my mom was yeah. like, yeah, okay, let's get you yeah. <laughs> real quick. It's what we were talking about before. And I, I had to, uh, gave Morgs the forewarning. I was like, oh, therapy is like not as accepted here yet as yeah. it is in America. Like, and it depends what group you're in, but it's true. I think so. Like a, well, every American friend we know is in therapy. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I'm just saying (laughs) in Australia, no, 100%. Every American influencer I follow talks about their therapist, which is great. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's amazing. And I wish Australia was more open to it, but I'm just saying it depends what group. Like I, Sarah and I are different. It's really hard to explain. You've had something in your life when you were younger that changed mm. your life completely. Same with me. So I've been seeing a therapist like, like since I was like a teenager, and you've had similar situations. So mm. for me and Sarah's friendship, we've always openly talking about like mindfulness, like yeah. mental health. Like maybe you should do this. We're very spiritual. We've done yoga training together. We've all that stuff. But I think we're different. But all our other external friends or our other friends are not very open to therapy. Mm. And it's so funny. We had a conversation last night with one of our friends. And she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say this. <laughs> I wish she did, but I don't think she does. But she was like, oh, my God, guys, I've, like, found this new thing. It's called manifestation, like, all this. And I've been doing manifestation. And same with Sarah yeah. since I was, like, a teenager. Yeah. And she's like, oh, the theory behind it is if you put it out to the universe, I sent Sarah a message. And I was like, 
oh my God, lol at <sighs> such and such, but they're so cute. I'm so happy that she's yeah. finally, because it's just something that I do. Like I do morning affirmations every day. We talk about manifestation and it was so funny. She's like older than us. She's like 40 this year. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, it's taken her that long. <laughs> and so it's, and I know manifestation is different to therapy, but it's so, it's not spoken about, is it really no. that much here? But you've also got, more surrounds herself with her oh, friendship 100%. group that, seem to be really accountable and I'm like I want to be a part of that little yeah I do once a month I want to do it can we do it can we do a group too I know it's so true but yeah it's like going back to that Australians I don't know what it is the therapy thing maybe they are getting therapy that openly Mm. talk about it but I wish um yeah they would go more but maybe us as being Australians and females and have a bit of a following maybe we should be more open about yeah. talking about mm-hmm. it so we can create a movement because yeah. um it is such an important thing to do. Do you want to talk more about your journey or do you want to talk go on lighter topics of conversation? Um, whatever you go. If there's <laughs> anything else you want to ask me I'm an open book about I don't know. Stuff, you go. So. Um well I'll ask because we we spoke about it before. Um you were talking about medication. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I had never taken medication and no anti-anxiety, no antidepressants Mm. until about two months ago. And the reason that I had decided to was because we were traveling in Europe for about six weeks on the tennis tour. And our last stop was in Turin, Italy. Yeah. We were there for 10 days. And I feel like sometimes I like gaslight myself into thinking that I don't have a mental illness. Mm. I'm like, no, I'm fine. But this particular stretch of this trip that we were on, I actually didn't leave the hotel room for 10 days. Oh, wow. I could not get myself to leave. The only time that I would leave was for my boyfriend's matches because I have to show up to those. But every single night I would, I would like make a plan like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go to this museum. I'm going to walk here. And then the morning would come and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't leave the hotel. Um, Part of that was also uh, you know, it was, it was all like the most famous tennis players in the world. And so there was this huge crowd of people outside the hotel room mm-hmm. at all times. And it just made me like very That's, anxious yeah. to have to walk through a big crowd of people yeah. um, to get up and do anything really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that trip was just really bad. And that was the worst that I felt in a long time. I like fully stopped posting. I just, I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So when I, and I was talking to my mom about it. Um, so when I got back to the U.S., I started Lexapro, which okay. is um, a very common, like, low-dose – I'm on a low-dosage yeah. antidepressant. And I've always been kind of scared to take medication mm-hmm. because, you know, SSRIs are something that are really hard to come off of. But I said to myself, if there's literally just a 10% chance that this is going to make me feel better – it's worth it yeah, for 100%. me to just try it. And yeah. if it doesn't work for me, then, you know, I'll like taper off of it, whatever. Um, and it was the best decision that I've ever made. Yeah. Like it's, it's honestly been like night and day. Yeah. It's been a huge, huge difference for me. I didn't realize you got that low. That makes me sad. In, yeah, in what, what, like, how does it change you? So it's not like it's like a happy pill. No, like, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't like you don't take it and you're like, well, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, when you take Adderall and you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't quite do that. Um, it just makes your, it just raises your baseline a mm-hmm. little bit. So it helps you reach a, a functioning baseline state where you're able to just like function as a human being yeah. and like 
not get out have of bed. severe anxiety get out of being in the hotel. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so that's been the thing. I'm still like on a very, very low dosage and I'll probably stick with that. But I'm I'm really glad that I started taking it. I haven't talked about it at all on like any of my yeah. my socials or anything just because it is even though I'm open about a lot of things, it's still kind of a, a weird thing to talk about. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, do I want like a hundred thousand people to know that I'm, you know, yeah. taking antidepressants? I'm not really sure, but I'm glad that I did yeah. it. Thank mm. you for sharing because it yeah. does put a light onto, you know, you don't have to be like and everyone shouldn't make assumptions. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. everyone has their own struggles, and it goes back to always just be kind to people. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you never know what anyone's going through. Also, can we go back? I love your and your mom's relationship. <laughs> yeah, you know the fact that you can talk about yeah. something like that to your mom, and your mom like give you the advice. Like that is such a beautiful relationship. Yeah, and like hopefully one day we get to meet your mom because she sounds beautiful. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. I think I know where I get you get your wisdom from. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. Like, honestly. No. I heard your mum the other day telling you not to eat bananas and eat apples. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I know bananas upset my stomach. I love them, but they always give me tummy aches. So she's always oh, like, stop eating bananas. I was like, that's a great <laughs> yeah. mum. That is a good mum. She's telling you that from across the world. Speaking oh, about food, um, you've tried a couple of Australian delicacies. Yeah. I was going to actually get <laughs> the bread and the Vegemite, but if we have time during the week, I still want to do this. Oh, I, yeah, I need you guys to I literally. So you tried, so tailoring, um, you guys tried Vegemite. Did you have it on bread? Crackers. crackers. <gasps> I saw it on I wouldn't even have it on crackers. <laughs> Vomit. But so, the, there was no butter and basically it was like a tablespoon. Oh, the oh, like, disgusting for me. And yeah. My yeah. No, but yeah. do you know Why what? I've seen those? other Americans do this or foreigners do this before and they do the same thing. But the secret to Vegemite, I actually really love Vegemite. Butter. Butter. Okay. And like butter. Like butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> but it has to be on like sourdough bread, crunchy, yeah. like toast. And you know what's really nice? This might sound so weird Oh, to no, you. white bread's also great. I mean, whatever bread. But, like, <laughs> do you know what? It's also really, really good. And it's going to sound so random. But Vegemite and avocado together yes. is phenomenal. It sounds so Ugh. weird. Yeah. Like, no, when you're a hungover, vi- vitamin B, which is Vegemite, mm. super salty on crunchy bread with avocado. I don't even have butter. But, like, if you're new to Vegemite, I would have butter. I'll trust you. And right. your yeah. other favorite Australian delicacy? Tim Tam. <laughs> oh, my God. And Morgan nearly had a heart attack before because she just got a DM. Literally. From, Morgan's, <laughs> Morgan screamed. She's and like, Tally. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, happened? so this morning, literally two hours ago, Tully and I are texting, and it was, like, some article or whatever that mentioned how much I love Tim Tams. <laughs> and I texted Tully two hours ago, dream collab. And then just now, Tim Tams DMs me oh, and says they're going to send me Tim Tams. So I'm pumped. Love those. Oh I, I haven't tried, what is it called? A, a Tim Tam Slam, Slam or something? No. Yeah. I haven't tried yeah. that yet. So I'll have to give that a go yeah. this week. I, for my, I can't remember what it is. I'm sure you can bite the top of it. But and then you either suck a the corner milk. of either end yes. and then suck it. And, and then you suck the milk free. Oh, oh yeah. yum. I actually okay. love Tim Tams, but I have not had one for years. I'm looking forward addictive. to it. That'll probably be my favorite PR package and that I've ever oh seen. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> Just to wrap it up, I think Tal and I should do a, a rapid Australian slang quick fire. <gasps> yes. this is one of your favorite things is to learn <laughs> Australian Aussie, Aussie words. I know, but some of these words, Morgs is already going to know because we spoke about them the other day. Let's, you can uh, quiz me. You can put them in context of okay, a story. Great. Okay, I'm going to go, so, like, if I, remember the other day when I said a sanger and you were, like, put it in context. Yes. You, so, so, you have to put sanger in a sentence for us. Do you remember what it was? Yes. Yeah, I okay, so. so, 
Sanger. I'm really craving a tuna sanger. Yes! yes. Okay. So if Americans are listening, a sanger is a sandwich. Sandwich. Um, bin. B-I-N. Oh, I just finished this movie. Where's your bin? Yes! It ah. is a garbage, garbage. Morks is like, like trash, trash can, trash can, trash can. Crumbling under pressure. Yeah. Huh? Okay, I don't know if you remember this one. You might stubby. No. Okay. I don't I think can, you taught me that one. Yeah, yeah. I can put it in. A, I, I'm going to the party and I'm going to bring a stubby. My dad drinks stubbies. Yeah, like beer? A beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is um, that like a brand for a beer? No, it's no, just, just like, like a, a, it's a basically tin. a can. Yeah. Oh. A tin. A okay. can. <laughs> reckon. Oh, yeah. Reckon. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how everyone says it. Oh, you reckon? You yeah. reckon? You reckon? reckon? Well, it doesn't even mean anything. It's like, oh, you think so? No, it's like, let's yeah. go. We said it the other day when we went to the beach. Let's go sit on that towel, don't you reckon? Yeah. Don't yeah. you think so? We don't even need to add it. I love that. I want to bring that one to you. Yeah. Okay. That's What's like my another favorite one? word. Um, thongs? Yeah. How are you, how you going to say thongs? Uh, the other day, Tolly was driving in platform thongs. Yeah! And I literally couldn't drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So thongs are like flip-flops. Yeah. Um, what's another one? What are some of your favorite Aussie yeah. words? I love keen. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, keen. Um, love flog, which yes. I've yes. recently learned. I'm going to start describing everyone as, as a flog. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. What are some other ones? Well, I have this note on my phone where I have all of my We love favorites. Where? What would you do? Um, use boot in a sentence. Not the boot that you put on your feet. Oh, no? uh, there, I have some towels for the beach in the boot. <laughs> when you said boot the other day, and I, the other day, Tolly was driving us, and Sarah pulled up next to the car, and I had a whole car full of like <laughs> European and American girls that are all also dating tennis players. And you go, Oh, yeah, it's in my boot. And we all looked at each other like, What? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> and like trunk. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. What Mental were the note. words that you have written down? Because some of them like spark a thing in me. I've like, got, Oh, the XX thing. Oh, yeah. yes. So. I, didn't even realize we did that. Yeah. yeah. So whenever like Aussies or it's also in British and Ireland, you sign and England you and Ireland, oh. a lot of them will sign XX, mm. which I think just means like kisses. Yeah. It just yeah. means like I, I kiss, kiss. Yeah. Kiss, I always, it's like ending the message with affection. Yeah. yeah. And it's so embarrassing because sometimes I've done emails to people. Well, who did I do? Oh my God. Our accountant. I was writing <laughs> him an email and I was like, oh, no, 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 kiss, kiss. And I sent it and I was like, Oh my god, Sarah! How, like I was mortified. Yeah, I yeah. was like, oh my god! But it's like it's common. a good sign off though. Like I find when I'm here and I'm like, you know, texting all the yeah. Aussies, it's easy to pick up on. Like I'm like, I always want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a cute way to sign off. Yeah. In America, we don't sign off. I mean, yeah, I think it's just so like, just a, like a, it's a love a, thing. It's, it's like, like we t- appreciate you. Yeah, an endearment yeah. to yeah. like you. You guys people. are more affectionate okay. than Americans. I are feel we? like are. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, that's a compliment because people say I'm not affectionate. <laughs> I hate hugs and stuff. So I'm like, I'll take that. I have to say, I think it's been a year, it has been a year since I've known Morgs. And when we saw her the other day, I said, Morgs, there's one thing that I've been actively working on as a human this year and to pronounce words better. Water, water <laughs> better for you because it's water. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like I... Whenever I'm around you, I'm, like, really conscious of saying it, but then you'll go and I'll be like, oi, Sarah, go get me a water. Yeah, water. <laughs> water. water. <laughs> it's just, like, when you're around someone that doesn't okay. say it, you're, like, so conscious oh, of no. it. Your guys' accents are cute. You don't have to. Oh, my I God. Say, I love your accent. So I'm, like, you're never happy with. I hate my voice. 
Do you? Yeah, I and I get so like, much shit online for uh, it. Okay. Oh, okay. For Imagine like, how much shit I would get. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because yeah. I have like, I mean, I've always talked like this. I feel like I've always had kind of a unique voice, but I definitely have vocal fry. Really? Yeah. What's vocal fry? Like my voice is just deeper. It's like the, I don't know. It's like with the Kardashians, like the uh, way that they talk. Sometimes I just I talk like, like that. I like that though. And I feel like you pronounce Oh God, words people like, online hate it. Oh, well, people online are <laughs> like we don't even know anyway anyway but it was such a pleasure to have you on yeah, and thank I'm you. so excited to spend the week with you again and um before we sign off I feel like where can people find you on TikTok Instagram and YouTube yeah so my handle for all of those is M-O-O-R-R-G-S okay Morgs that's why I, I, that's why I pronounce it like that. oh yeah Morgs. Morgs. I've had that handle since I was like 13 years old and I never changed it and now oh, I love and it. now I'm stuck with it because after you get verified you can't change oh, your yeah, handle oh. anymore so I'm gonna be Morgs when I'm like 40 I'm great I like it it's cute and <laughs> your YouTube you post every Monday. Monday. Monday in the US. So I guess Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, okay. And so if you guys want to listen, jump on and make sure you hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to go to Netflix and watch episode three of Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Yeah. yeah. And then also give that a review because it's great. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you guys. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.